Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining. If it is not your first time here, uh, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. You are so welcome, you guys. Today is New Music Friday. You know we love Fridays on these podcasts. Jack Harlow dropped a new song. Taylor Swift dropped a new song. So we're going to play those throughout the episode. I hope you guys have had an amazing week we're finally at the end of the week it is my finals week so you know i've been going through it but i can't wait to celebrate this weekend and let loose and i hope you guys do the same also we love fridays on this podcast now because we get to have guests on this podcast and you know on this podcast we only have famous guests to talk about other famous people so the famous guest this week is none other than certified iconic tiktoker and certified doctor Dr. Ryan with 1.2 million followers on TikTok here to shed his doctoral knowledge on us and his TikTok knowledge on us. Dr. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh my God, we're so excited to have you. We're so excited to get into it and get your perspective on everything. We have some pretty juicy topics today like Jojo Siwa getting back with her girlfriend and Nicki Minaj talking about plastic surgery and getting fat shamed and Ray J coming forward and saying that Kim Kardashian and her mom did leak the tape. And um, yeah, just a lot of other super interesting questions. And I definitely am excited to like pick your brain about a lot of things. So before we get into it, guys, just rate this podcast five star on Spotify, five star Apple Podcasts. Uh, take a screenshot of you listening to it, post it on your Instagram story, tag me, let everyone know what amazing podcast you're listening to. Uh, it helps the podcast grow because we don't have big companies pushing it out for us. Make sure to follow it because it is your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And without further ado, Welcome to Pop Culture University classes in session. I need some do a leap. I'm trying to do more with her than do a feature. I checked the web, they are chewing me up. Fuck it. Fade away, I left that Luca Neal. Fuck it. I heard from someone you said you could be us. Nothing. You know my city like the new Korea. Bust it. All these discussions over who could see us. Hush it. I sold them basements out. Let's do arenas. Crush it. She looking. I'm blushing. I'm lying, I'm touching. So why you being extra? Jojo Siwa was not kidding when she's saying that she'll come back like a boomerang because her and her girlfriend, Kylie Prue, are officially back together. If you guys don't remember, uh, Jojo and Kylie like broke the internet being this young LGBT couple that the world fell in love with. They broke they broke boundaries and they were doing a lot for um just like young kids everywhere, the LGBT everywhere especially youth lgbt so we all love them we all were obsessed with them and we were really upset when they unfortunately broke up last october seemingly due to long distance they never like really really confirmed why they broke up but distance is definitely a reason a lot of couples split but jojo posted a picture with them hugging in disneyland with the caption if you love something let it go and if it comes back dot 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 and she said i'm lucky to be in love i think love is very special it's a very special thing that sometimes can be taken for granted and i'm very lucky to have unconditional love so they're giving their love another shot so my question dr ryan is would you ever get back with 
one of your exes? You know, at the point in my life where I am, no, I'm in a great relationship right now. Uh, I think that it really depends. You know, my philosophy is that breakups happen because something's broken. Whether it's a circumstantial uh, type of situation, like long distance, but sometimes there are fundamental aspects of relationships that don't work. Whether it's like deal breakers, like one wants a kid and one doesn't. Or one person's mean to someone and then the other person doesn't like it and they express it and the other person doesn't want to fix it. It, it depends on what the issue is. And sometimes you go away and you realize, oh, things were much better when we were together. And those things that bothered me actually weren't that bad. For me, I'm happy. I'm, I just moved to New York. I love it here. Like, I, I don't have any exes back in Texas that I want to go back to. Um, but, uh, you know, I've dated great people. I think with the JoJo Siwa, she has so much fame. You know, she grew up famous. And, you know, she's going to be followed very closely in her love life, especially being LGBT. She's different. That's, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. she's at a pivotal point in her life. And, um... I don't know. It's it's it is interesting to see. Would you get back with an ex? Um, to be honest, I I don't really have an ex, so yeah. I I don't think I would be able to do that though. To be honest, I feel like I'm just like a really like hyper emotional person, and like I'm really gonna put in a lot of effort before we fully break up. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like once my like body and soul has moved on, I wouldn't be able to go back just because everything that entailed. But I would like really put up a fight before. I yeah. gave up on someone, so I think that's my vibe. You're pretty young. I mean, you're you're still in college, so yeah, yeah. It's you know, you'll see. You you usually start to date more once you leave like the college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see. These guys out here are are yeah are playing. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not dating, but yeah. Anyway, um, so you so you do support JoJo and Kylie getting back together is what you're saying. I think if it's a healthy relationship and they're happy together, then I'm all for it. I just think that it's going to be a different kind of dynamic, given that there's fame involved. You know, yeah. that's always going to definitely cloud any sort of relationship. And you just have to navigate it differently. When you put it on social media, you're opening up a lot of floodgates for people to be able to comment on it. So everyone kind of handles that differently who has some sort of platform. Obviously, JoJo has a huge one. So I think that as long as they're happy and they enjoy each other's presence, then it's great. But yeah, no, and honestly, she's doing so well. Like given the giant platform she's getting, and given she's definitely got like a high number of scrutiny for being LGBTQ, just from like parents and like even like the Kids Choice Awards, like not inviting her and and her whole partnership with Nickelodeon being like treated different. She's handling the whole thing like super super well, and the fact that she's like so like elegantly handling her love life and her professional life at the same time is very just admirable so i think what we can learn from this because we we like to learn things on this podcast that's why it's called pop culture university is that if you love something let it go and if it was meant for you don't be afraid to let it back into your life i feel like dr ryan said it so well that there are certain things that you can overlook but um at the end of the day if you are willing to overlook those things for and the positive outweighs the negative there's no shame in going back to someone and i feel like space can really let you know what you need from someone so don't be afraid to kind of let someone go if something isn't working out and then if they come back to you they're meant for you do you have anything to add to that what we can learn from this situation just about life no i think the biggest thing though is 
how, what you can take away and apply to your life is the only real time you should go back to an ex is if you're both on the same page and you both feel like you miss each other. You know, sometimes you put yourself back out there on the line and hit an ex back up and they're not interested and you just have to take it for what it is. Like, it can sting, but you have to, like, learn the lessons that you take from a relationship, move forward and see what you want in your next relationship and see what you also don't want. So, you know, kind of take mental notes. But yeah, that's what I have to really No, say. that's very smart. Definitely Thank You Next Vibes by Ariana. So shout out mm-hmm. to JoJo and Kylie for teaching us that. Miss Chun-Li the Street Fighter came out again because Nicki Minaj was getting clowned at the Met Gala when she went because there were some haters online calling her fat, the nerve. The fact that someone would even comment on her looks is beyond me. But a blogger by the name I will not say uh, wanted to pick at Nicki Minaj after he saw her at the Met Gala. Nicki hasn't really stepped out in um, a while to take a live event like that. I mean, most people haven't, but... He said when he saw her in person, he said, quote, that she was looking rounder than before and that her face was looking rounder. And he said that her face is generally declining and that Cardi B's face looked more like money than Nicki Minaj's. And this post got a lot of traction on the Internet. He's a very famous blogger. It was getting thousands of comments online. Um, a lot of people were calling him disgusting and gross for even commenting on um, a woman's appearance. Um, but a lot of people were also agreeing with him, probably because he's like a Cardi B stan and the Barty gang was agreeing with him in the comments. But I think it's still just absolutely disgusting that he would have the nerve to comment on Nicki Minaj's body. Because first of all, she's looking great. She's looking snatched. She literally killed the Met Gala. And that's like the universal, unanimous opinion. Nicki Minaj looked amazing at the Met Gala. Um, she, just gave birth to, she just gave birth to her son. She's a mother. She's like almost in her 40s. So... Dr. Ryan, what do you have to say about someone who has the nerve to come on Nicki Minaj's appearance at the Met Gala? Yeah, okay, so this is a good timing for the podcast because I know this is a pop culture podcast. I was actually at the Met Gala on Monday and not, like, invited or anything. I stood outside (laughs) for hours um, because I live in the same neighborhood that the Met Gala is going on. I was right across the street. I was there for a really long time. I don't recommend standing for like 11 hours with little water but it was very fun um Honestly, after seeing fun. your post i i would do it like you it looks it so it. fun from your post do it do it like worth it i mean if you have any medical conditions doctor doctor i say that but it was so much fun um and it was just a cool experience to see everyone in person but seeing nikki what i loved about her is she stopped she looked at everyone in the crowd and like pointed at people and like gave big heart signs and you could tell she was really appreciative so the thing with being a public figure is that people are going to comment on your appearance on anything you do on what you say what you do and then being on nikki's level yeah there's going to be mean people who try to put her down at the end of the day she's at the met gala like she is so successful living her best life so people i think 
are going to feel like they can throw stones at someone who's doing well. Yeah. It it is what it is. I love Nikki. I think she did an amazing job. Her outfit was very unique. You know, it may not be traditional. And that's what's amazing about Nikki is that she's so different and she loves to stand out. And people commenting on her weight are usually, you know, looking for a way to attract attention to themselves in a certain way. You know, it's just like, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I think Nikki does a good job of focusing on all the positivity and love that she gets. And that's what you have to do when you put yourself into someone's life like Nikki. And you are so famous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she must have to deal with that a long time, a lot, because like a lot of the bloggers can get like super nasty, especially like the hip hop bloggers, like the rap bloggers. So she's probably been dealing with that her whole entire career. And it still surprises me that Nikki like almost kind of enjoys like clapping back at uh, the bloggers mm-hmm. or people who have something they say about her. It's like she's always subtweeting someone. She's always like quote tweeting someone. She's always posting on her Instagram story, like like yelling at someone who said something to her. So I honestly think this is just like fun to her at this point. She just wants, like, someone to fight. Like, she was, like, she screamed at someone on the Met Gala red carpet. She was like, oh, my God, what, was that you that leaked? I was about to be here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to smack you in the face. Get over here. Like, she just yeah. likes to, like, cause a scene and cause a moment. So Nicki Minaj actually did comment on this person who decided to, you know, oh. say her face was rounder than it was before. Um, she actually went on Instagram Live. And she, like, she positioned her phone above her. And she was, like, basically holding her boobs up because she has, like, a triple D. She was holding her boobs up and then showed, like, her flat, like, stomach. And she was, like, big boobs can be very deceiving. Basically insinuating that her big boobs, like, make her whole shape look bigger and rounder. But she actually has a very snatched waist. And she really does. Um, her waist was very, very slim. Um, you know... A slim waist badass that's like she has that whole hourglass figure still um but then she kind of went on saying that she kind of does want plastic surgery because her appearance kind of looks a little like there's like an illusion going on with her big boobs so she said she actually wants to cut her boobs off she said you guys should enjoy these boobs while they last because i'm going to get them chopped off the only thing she's worried about though is she doesn't want to scar from like the bottom of her boobs up to the center of her boobs so she was like literally on this live like talking to this man who was not even a even not even a doctor about like what she can do about her breast size and like how she can change them or some reason Mm -hmm. but i was like i was a bit confused i was like so was the troll like getting to nikki and she wanted to change her appearance to like appease the public or does she actually just want her booze reduced because i'm sure it can be like obviously hold on to my nose very taxing for a woman to have large you know like bosoms on their chest for their back so um my question for you dr ryan is would you say plastic surgery is a good thing or bad thing and do you think the toxicity of social media is promoting it like we're seeing in this situation oh good question here's the thing with plastic surgery if it makes you feel good about yourself and you really want to do it, talk to a doctor about it if you can afford it. If it's in the if it's something you thought about and it's something that you think will help you look in the mirror and feel better about yourself, you know, definitely consider it. I don't think that you should look at plastic surgery as a way to complete you. Like I will be happy when I get this procedure or my life will be complete or guys will only like me when I get X, Y, or Z done. There is um, a reconstructive side to plastic surgery, and then there's also 
a cosmetic side to it as well. And yeah. my my big thing is like, do what makes you happy. There are obviously plastic surgeries that are more dangerous than others. Like BBLs are one of the more dangerous types of procedures because there's something called a fat embolism. So BBL uh, is a Brazilian butt lift where they take fat typically from the stomach area, put it in your butt. And there's a higher chance that I think, you know, studies typically say like one in 10,000 and that could have changed recently, but yeah. that's where fat can go into your bloodstream and then go up to your heart or lungs and then cause you to die. So that, yeah, that, that can happen. And I absolutely oh think God. that, um, social media has influenced people's desire to get plastic surgery you know, constantly looking at things on Instagram or TikTok, seeing bodies that definitely look very different. And then, you know, to think, oh, if I spend ten, twenty thousand $20,000, I can look like that. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think that, yes, social media has influenced a culture of wanting to get plastic surgery, but I also don't shame people for wanting it. I, I think that it's like, if it makes you feel good and you're happy, go for it. Get something done. At the same time, you know, it's important to recognize that, you know, you have to really look into who you are getting the procedure from. Mm -hmm. There, you know, are certain plastic surgeons that really specialize in a specific area. So for example, if you want a nose job, maybe consider looking for a doctor that always does nose jobs or is like just really good at nose jobs. And, you know, you can get consultations for free and stuff like that. I'm I'm not going to like say I like hardcore promote it and stuff. But I also want people to know that it's good to definitely do your research. And like I said, if, if you feel good and it's something that you really want and you've thought about for a long time, then talk to your doctor about it and see what they say. Yeah, for sure. See, this is the insight that we love. I feel like that was such like a well, like rounded answer about like the, the emotional side, the actual, like, like doctor side, the like more like business side of it. So I feel like that answer was just like the perfect insight for our listeners to hear and i totally agree that like if you were to get like plastic surgery just like remember who you're getting the procedure for and like take the time to like look within yourself and think like am i doing this for me to make me happy is this something that i've wanted for years or am i doing this because of the way that some external source is making me feel and i definitely think social media is not like the number one cause for people like wanting plastic surgery because people have wanted plastic surgery before social media but that's just like from societal like pressures in general i think social media is just like like a catalyst for it so maybe it's making people want it more but that pressure was always there in the first place so when people are like 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 social media is so toxic the kardashians are so toxic like social media and the kardashians are like a result of what society was already like before they were famous before social media was a thing so i definitely don't fully blame social media but i definitely do blame it like a little bit because even people in my age group I have like three best friends. I always say like just my three friends who I've had since I was like 12 and two of them already got plastic surgery, which is mm-hmm. like insane. And we're 21. So yeah. like, I feel like, and I know a bunch of my acquaintances in college who've gotten work done. It's just like, it's wild just that this is like becoming the norm to start like younger. So I think, mm-hmm. um, well, social media is not the full blame. It's definitely impacting this generation. Uh, quicker mm-hmm. in terms of like body image and like self-esteem issues than someone and like more intensely than someone would have maybe like 10 uh years ago yeah. so yes i loved um your answer and 
everything like that. So guys, like definitely take that advice from Dr. Ryan. Talk to your doctor. You can get free consultations. But at the end of the day, uh, look into who you're getting it from. Be smart about it. That sounded like a horrible way to die from a BBL. Oh my God. But you hear those stories all the time. I literally saw a TikTok like yesterday of some woman who went down to the Dominican Republic. And yeah. And she just died. Like, and she looked like she was in like excruciating pain for like a week before she died. So that Mm -hmm. was absolutely terrible. Anyway, another topic from the Met Gala before we move on from this whole self image conversation, I want to talk about Kim Kardashian losing. 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into her, her Marilyn Monroe Mac Gala dress, which she undoubtedly looked amazing in. And I can't believe you got to see her in person wearing that. It's That's crazy. incredible. But she undoubtedly looked amazing, but a lot of people were really, really mad at her for promoting these toxic, uh, toxic, just like, not like standards, just, just the toxic, the toxicity of like food deprivation, um, promoting the it to like millions of girls who have their eyes on her i know that lily reinhardt was really upset with her when i ran about her on her instagram story saying she's a horrible influence so as a doctor um is what she did healthy at all because she did say that she just like worked out twice a day ate lean vegetables and protein but is there any way to justify losing 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into a dress so you know the thing is is i don't want to sit here and shame kim kardashian I loved seeing her. I think she looked amazing. You know, with the 16 pounds that she lost, there probably was a lot of water weight that was involved. There's also probably a lot of, you know, restrictive eating. And, you know, for a long-term way to lose weight, it's probably not the best idea. And I also don't think that Kim Kardashian got on social media and told people this is what you should do to lose weight. I think she did it to fit a role, and that was to be a certain size for a dress and then she changed afterwards i don't you know it's not like she's instructing people what to do of course i wouldn't tell people to aim for that themselves but at the same time i'm not going to sit here and you know talk down amongst kim kardashian i think that people also just want to try to throw rocks at her for like slaying the mcgala <laughs> but yeah you know exactly. I, I yeah but you know, when you don't eat carbs, you know, carbs turn into fat and, you know, that can help break down body weight at a faster rate. It may not be the most sustainable thing, but, you know, I mean that, you know, the, yeah, like averaging like five pounds a week. Yeah, that definitely is a lot. Um, definitely not like the norm, but I think that Kim is Kim. That's her right. career. That's her life. Mm. She's not going out and telling people to do it as well. Yeah, and it's it's not like she does it for every dress that she wears. I feel mm. like she just understands the height of fame that she's at right now and that the world is at her fingertips if she just puts in the work. And she yeah. wanted to have this moment. And I applaud her for how dedicated she was. I applaud her for her just grit and, like, wanting to get the job done. So, and yeah, I think it's like, yeah, like you were saying, it's like preparing for a role. And we're not going to hate on, like, Christian Bale for losing, like, 40 pounds in a, in a month to like play his role. So I think that was I like, honestly, I get why people are upset, but I feel like that was just like the correct answer about the whole thing. So, yeah, she also wore uh, something called a bodysuit, like and worked out twice a day. So what that does is it it, um, like, it increases sweat when you work out in like mm-hmm. specific areas. It's not really backed up too much with science. 
But the thought is that it can, you know, help you lose more weight. I'm sure she did many things to try to, like, lose as much weight as she can. Of course, like, if someone were to walk in my office and ask me all these questions, like, I wouldn't suggest trying to lose 16 pounds that fast. But it's also, like, yeah. like I said, Kim has a role. Kim's going to do Kim. She looked amazing. I think she did a great job at the Met Gala. And, like, that, you know, she's not going out and instructing people to do it. So I'm not going to sit here and try to say anything bad about it because it's just like it is what it is you know that's just the culture yeah. we live in no exactly and everyone's like oh it's kim kardashian's fault for this like toxic culture it was toxic before the kardashians they're just a byproduct <laughs> of it so i have another question about the kardashians it doesn't really have to do with this particular situation but i literally just have to ask you because i was stalking your tiktok and you did make a tiktok about this so i was like oh my god wait i i literally i, I just have to ask you about your opinion on it you didn't explicitly give yours, but the question is, since you're a doctor who knows a lot about genetics, um, you actually yeah. made a video questioning who Khloe Kardashian's real dad is. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, do you think Khloe Kardashian's real dad is Robert Kardashian? I actually did make an entire video on this talking about my theory as to whether or not Khloe is... Okay, did, did you ask if OJ is the dad or if Rob Kardashian is the dad? Um, I asked if you think Rob is the real yeah, dad. Yeah. Okay, so I do think that Robert Kardashian is the real dad. And the reason why, the reason why is because it's really just from a genetic standpoint. So I looked up her uncle, Chloe's uncle, and he has green eyes. Chloe's the only one who has green eyes in that entire family. And so yeah. what I was saying is that there's a higher chance that if she's going to have green eyes that it would come from someone who's a carrier for green eyes. Not saying that OJ couldn't possibly also be a carrier for green eyes. It's possible, but, you know, if someone has a brother with green eyes and then you're the only one born into a family with green eyes, that there's a higher chance that it most likely is because, you know, your father's a carrier. Here's the thing with that whole situation. There are sometimes just siblings that kind of look a little different from the rest of their family. The, it mm-hmm. it just happens. I don't for sure know. Of course, it is possible that someone could yeah. be the father that isn't, you know, Rob. But we will never really truly fully know. And I don't think that that's our business. But everyone wants to know. I mean, everyone talks about it all the time. But I think that oh, I know. it's actually somewhat likely, given that, like I said, Rob's a carrier. Like, four green eyes given that his brother straight up has green eyes and you know rob himself has brown eyes everyone else in the family has brown eyes except for chloe and that's my big takeaway that's my biggest theory as to why that he really could be the father yeah so yeah i totally agree with you i want to know so bad i know she like got a dna test one time but she like didn't open the results or something for some reason because she was like robert is my real dad no matter what like that's so annoying chloe we just want to know but also even beyond the green eyes she's taller she has like lighter hair she's not as like tan like mm-hmm. we just want to know but i totally get what you were saying like siblings who look different from the rest of their family because that's kind of like me and my family mm. um all my all my siblings are like tanner they have dark hair they have dark eyes and i have light brown hair and blue eyes and i'm like more like pale so i'm like the light version of like the rest of my my family so i'm definitely mm-hmm. like the chloe in that sense mm-hmm. um but I, relate yeah, to that. So I, I definitely get yeah so and yeah and they have like four kids and like we have four kids so it's uh-huh. like 
And maybe that will just happen to one of the kids if there's four, but... Do you have an opinion yeah. about, uh, like, Chloe and who the father could be? No. Honestly, I just, like, don't know enough about it. And I, I, I don't think it's OJ, but I don't think it would be, like, any... Like, I don't know any other contender who it could be. Like, who knows what what, what Chris Jenner was up to. But we do know she has cheated on Robert Kardashian before. Mm-hmm. So a part of me is, like, maybe maybe it's not, you know, someone else. But yeah. at the same time, I, I don't think Chris Jenner would, like, have another man's baby. Yeah. So. Even if she she did get pregnant, I I, th- I think that's just not her vibe. She'd be like, no, I'm only having a kid with the same man, and that's her right. So, but yeah. Anyway, what can we we can learn from this whole plastic surgery talk and the whole body image talk is I think that the most important thing is if you want to do something to your body, you can totally do it. Uh, that's totally your right to get plastic surgery, but make sure you're remembering who you're doing it for. At the end of the day, do it for the person in the mirror and not the people through the screen. Yeah. Um. Like like Beyonce said, it's the soul that needs the surgery, not your body. So just remember who you're doing it for. But yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Also, like, don't be afraid to ask for like a very natural look. I think that's also a good thing. Yeah, you know, to do if you're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like that's what I always say. Like I wouldn't like want anything crazy. Maybe just like a small, cute, like like natural thing here and there. You guys, the eighth wonder of the world is finally answered, or we could finally have answers because Ray J came forward and said that Kim and Chris did, in fact, leak Kim's sex tape, and it was them all along. Oh my god, this is like a game of Clue. Like, it was Chris in the office with a flash drive. Like, who leaked this tape? Um, But in an interview with Daily Mail, Ray J sat down, and he was really mad that at the Kardashians' new show, they're using the sex tape as a as a plot point again. And he didn't like some of the comments that Kim made about him in the episode um, in regards because like his manager was threatening to leak the second one. And Kim said some things about Ray J and he was not happy about that. So he sat down with the Daily Mail and said, I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars for over a decade and a half talking about a topic I've never even spoken about. I never leaked anything. I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Chris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners from the beginning. That's insane. He's insinuating that they planned this from the beginning. And then Ray J brought up the idea one day to Kim as a joke that uh, they should leak a tape that they just filmed. And then that, like, they they did film the tape for fun. But then Ray J jokingly brought up the idea and Kim, he said, ran with it. And Kim loved the idea. She wanted to get notoriety after she saw Paris Hilton's take off. Um, so he said that they eventually made a deal for three videos, including two tapes, one made in Cabo, the one that is on the internet that, you know, started her career. And then one that was created in Santa Barbara. So apparently there is another tape out there. Um, 
And he said that the only person that has access to them is Kim because Kim kept them in a box under her bed and that he never leaked them because he never had them. He never was had access to them. Kim has always had them and it's always been, you know, her leak, her making this career move for herself. So um, Kim and Chris's sources, they haven't spoken on it directly, but their sources say that they still stand with their uh, stance that they never leaked the tape that it was a leak. They didn't say it was Ridge's fault, but they said it was a leak. Um, and Ridge just said he doesn't want to play the villain anymore and that he actually felt really um, like hurt by this whole situation and that he even felt suicidal at one stage of his life due to the whole sex tape, sex tape leaking. Uh, so he just wanted to share his piece. But Dr. Ryan, what do you think really happened in this situation? Do you think it was Kim who had a bigger role in it or do you think it was Ray J or do you think it was just a real leak or Chris? Yeah. You know, honestly, I have no idea. Um, I think anything's possible, you know, from Ray J's stance, this is kind of what defines his fame at this point in time. He has some great songs, but it's probably one of the biggest things that always gets brought up anytime he's in a conversation with people. Oh, like, do you talk to Kim or Kim? You know, I'm sure Kim is brought up all the time. So it makes sense. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm surprised it took 14 years to bring it up. You know, and if he hasn't talked about it before, um, I don't fully know, to be honest with you. I, would it shock me if the Kardashians wanted to push it out? No, but at the same time, it would, like, I wouldn't be shocked either if it was the other way around. I'm not going to like say I fully know, but, um, I don't know. I mean, Ray J could be right for for sure. I mean, I, I I, know, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but also like, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. I'm not totally sure. What do you think? Yeah, no, that I think that's definitely like the right way to think about it. Just like not think too much into what Ray J is saying. But honestly, I think he's on to something. I think he might be telling the truth. We've seen what the Kardashians do for fame. They 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 love it. They put their whole entire lives out there. They're willing to go the length to you know get this life that they have right now, which is amazing. It's incredible. They're the most famous people in the world. Kim is like the modern day Marilyn. They're billionaires. So I honestly yeah. think <laughs> exactly. I honestly think if I had to guess in my heart of hearts to like really just answer the question, I do think Kim, not even Chris, I think it was more Kim's idea, leaked her own tape. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I guess we will never know. I do feel bad for for Ray J though. I feel like we do need some like justice for Ray J. Like I I I know he was painted as a villain a little bit. I don't think it was that bad, though. But I do feel bad that he, like, went through that whole mess. But at the same time, like, he was like, they've benefited from, you know, my sex tape for so long. Like, you you could have, too. Like, Ray J, like, you could have benefited off simply being connected to Kim Kardashian in that way. But he didn't. I feel like he just didn't capitalize on it enough. Um, and they both had to sign that contract for their tape to get put on, uh, like after it leaked i know after it did leak they both signed like a contract to have it pushed out even more so he he had to you know be a part of that in some way so i feel like he just should have taken that chance to capitalize it on it a bit more so while i do feel kind of bad for ray j i i, I don't feel that bad for ray j so um but yeah do you do you have any any closing thoughts on the matter no no i just you know i feel like it makes sense that he didn't want to speak about it at some point yeah. yeah, right? I mean, Kim talks about it, like, every season. So just a tweet something, Ray J. But anyway, yeah. 
I'm sorry, Ray J, but you know, I think it worked out for everyone involved. So. So, Dr. Ryan, I'm so happy you're here. I definitely have a lot of questions to ask you. I think your platform out of everyone's is so interesting because you really have a lot of different topics going on. There's a lot of like the the dichotomy of almost being a doctor and then a TikTok creator is just like so interesting. Like when you think about it, that's like totally on the opposite ends of spectrums of like careers like that. I feel like people put boxes in. So I feel like that's why people are so drawn to your account. But my first question would be. To someone who has maybe never seen your TikTok account for some odd reason, which may not be possible, but if anyone hasn't seen your TikTok account, how would you describe your account to someone who's never seen it? Yeah, so what I like to do is I like to take the news or take anything in pop culture or anything that's going on and tie it tie it to like science, medical facts, or take a spin on things and add my perspective as someone who's gone through medical school and is like a doctor now. So, for example, like Michael Jackson's case when he passed away, talking about my perspective, telling the story and then adding in my perspective here and there. Mm-hmm. And telling stories and bringing breaking news is kind of my thing. And I love to make content that I myself find interesting and teaching people stuff. I rarely talk about myself. I always talk about different facts and different stories that are going on in the world, kind of like you. I mean, you also, you always talk about pop culture and stuff like that. So... yeah no for sure you have like such a like array like vast array of content on your platform so Mm -hmm. i feel like there's something for everyone for sure like there's something for everyone and then some you Mm -hmm. and it's so cool how you can tie in like in like you said like real life into like what you do and your passions and everything like that and i think that's why your account is so interesting because you see the passion Mm -hmm. that you have behind each uh each like video that you make and you're just so like knowledgeable so the passion and the knowledge like really tied together very well. So um, what inspired you to first become a doctor and you know, go through that whole grueling process and everything? And then what inspired you to then be a content creator? Because you're doing amazing at both. Thank you. Yeah. Being a doctor was something I wanted to do when I was really little. Like in elementary school, I remember thinking about it. And then I went to a health high school. And so from there, I knew that I wanted to go into medicine. And then yeah, I got into medical school, all of that. I went through the whole process and I really like working with people. That's the biggest thing is being able to help people and combine science and being able to conversate and meet people every day and help them overcome challenges in their life that are related to their health. I think it's really a unique job being able to connect with people and help them overcome obstacles in such a different way like it, it it's it's a really rewarding field and then and then when it comes to content creating throughout medical school I made like Instagram posts and at the end of the day I was always focusing on getting my education learning getting through school and then my very last year of medical school it was my fourth year COVID hit and 
that is like the year that you usually get to chill and have fun and go to different interviews and travel the country and stuff like that. But I didn't have that experience. You know, it was like, I was quarantined. I moved home with my mom. I had an iPhone 8, a front camera, and nothing else to do but talk in front of a screen. And that's what I did. I started talking, I think my first series was like talking about overfilming kids on the internet and how that can like psychologically potentially damage them down the line. Mm-hmm. That was the series I talked about and like stuff like politics, psych ward designs, different stuff in the news, so many different stories. And my big thing was, I think COVID kind of gave me an opportunity to like, just have nothing else to do, but sit in front of the camera and talk all day. Yeah, well, I mean, it clearly took off, like, very well. And, like, you saying, like, you wanted to become a doctor, I feel like you just have, like, a desire for, like, like knowledge that, like, people from the outside can see. Like, you're just, like, a very, like, like curious person, and you're very cool for, like, wanting to definitely uh, dive into your, like, what makes you curious, what sparks, like, interest in you. So, I feel like that yeah. just, like, determination in you is a reason why you're so successful in um, all these, like, these areas that you do. So, my next question for you would be, um, since you are very successful, how do you balance a successful like real world career as in being a doctor and then a successful content creation career? Because I feel like that'd be very, very tricky. And then what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue two passions, but isn't sure they could chuggle both? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good question because it is, it's a lot. And my big thing was, is I always try to carry like one big task at once. So for me, it was really like, I couldn't do content until my last year of medical school when I had the time to do so. Uh, When I had like no more exams, all of my like plate was cleared. Um, I'm really going to get into that more as I start residency because I took a gap year. I got my program approved me to have a year off and I knew I wanted to keep doing this and Mm -hmm. continue to grow my platform in it worth it like i've had a really fun gap year i love it so much but you know i know that reality is going to hit and this next year is going to be very busy i see myself in the future like allotting time to do both but there are times when i have to put things aside and focus in on one thing so i'll have a better answer to that when i really really see it because i haven't had to deal with that yet yeah, no, I was I was about to say, I, I guess we should come back to that that question yeah. because I feel like I've known people who have like done like the whole like residency thing and they were like, it is a serious work, like mm-hmm. serious, serious hours. So I commend you for taking all of that on. Like, seriously, that's insane and awesome. But I, I feel like you can do both. I feel like, like I said, you, you yeah. definitely have like the passion to well, do it. And yeah, you do both, right? Like school and um, yeah, TikTok. but my like journalism, like communications classes are like nothing compared to like what you would like have like have to experience. But I mean, I do have like other passions that people don't know about, and like even just the podcast and TikToking and like it doesn't sound like like a lot. And saying it out loud, I sound like a, a complainer. But like going to school and like having a social life and doing the TikTok and doing the podcast and like I'm super super into fitness, so like working out like. Man. And I cook for for myself. It's like, I can do that. But again, nothing compared to like what like a doctor goes through. So, or like what even just like my like roommates who are in pre-med and like my other friends who are pre-med, like I see what they go through. So I just commend y'all on a whole other level. And 
I'm very excited to just like graduate next week. Um, oh, things are like, yeah, so oh. things are winding down kind of, but um, yeah. Okay. So my next question for you is speaking of being a doctor and physical health, let's talk about the mental health side of things. Um, how would you, how do you manage your mental health while being one so busy uh, with your jobs and then two while simultaneously dealing with the toxicity of social media on a daily basis because you're forced to consume it and what advice would you give to people in uh you know for their mental health since everyone's on social media yeah don't be afraid to like turn it off <laughs> and don't be afraid to step away yeah like don't be afraid to step away i don't read comments as much as i used to and i like to but like i don't know for example if there's something about me that I don't want to see or something. I just don't watch it yeah. or don't read the comments. Like that's really just all it comes down to. Um, and then having a support system and having a life outside of your phone, it's easy to stare and scroll all day, but like, yeah, finding outlets outside of it. And honestly, to anyone out there, if you need therapy, if you're in college, you can usually get free therapy. If you're in school, like totally do it. Um, my biggest thing though is like, trying to stay balanced and staying sane and having a support system and having, and like just keeping it real. I don't know. And understanding when I need to like take time off and not do anything, which Mm -hmm. is totally fine. Take breaks. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. I feel like I get like a little worried when I don't post for like two days, but at the same time, like you Mm -hmm. need to like refresh if you want to make quality content be, the content creator you know you can so i definitely love the advice of just taking time off to be your best self like no one can pour from an empty cup as they say so love that advice so my next question for you getting into more uh of the the videos that you've made so you actually talked about this for a second you covered a lot of celebrity medical issues on your account for example like the the Tom michael jackson um situation and how he died with medications he was given and everything so seeing backlash celebrity doctors sometimes get would you ever consider being a celebrity doctor for someone and who would you love to treat oh gosh um would i be a celebrity doctor i don't know if i would maybe i mean it's in the cards thing is that you can't let their fame and wealth persuade your medical decisions yeah that's what happened with michael jackson is um he, you know, he was overdosed. Um, thing also is, like, you can't really be friends with your patients. Like, there's also a line that you don't want to cross, like, becoming, like, too buddy-buddy. That's just, like, a general thing. So if I did become a celebrity's patient, it would, like, a primary caretaker, like, it would have to be more of, like, a business relationship, a professional, like, patient-physician relationship. Um, and... Yeah, that's a good question. I've never had that question before, but it would be kind of it would be kind of cool. You know, I I do like the Kardashians a lot. Would I want to be the doctor? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> I can't think of anyone off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe I don't I don't know though. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, I feel like you you just be like a part of their like team, like as they say, like you really mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to like have that like friendship like relationship with them and that could be like very messy oh my god when i watched your tiktok series about like michael jackson i never knew how much hate his doctor got like that was mm-hmm. insane like yeah. did um, wait did he like continue like working like after that 
No, he doesn't. He's no longer like bored. He actually went to jail. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. I know. What? I know. Yeah. I mean, he was giving him an anesthetic to go to sleep, and that's because Michael Jackson oh like god. allegedly was pushing for it. So mm. I don't. You know, it's like it was completely against the ethics board and stuff, and it killed him. And it was even ruled as a homicide. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe I didn't see that one. But, yeah, I definitely saw your ones where you were just like, explaining the situation. And I did see the one of Michael Jackson, like, passed out. And that that, that was insane. So, but, yeah, mm-hmm. that whole situation. Cannot believe that happened. Um, okay. So, speaking of, like, being, like, a celebrity doctor, what, what would you say your dream plan, dream future would be? Like, do you want to keep being a doctor? Or would you like to go the more content creation route down the line or would you love to like combine the two and be like a tv doctor like dr oz or the doctors yeah you know that's a good question i really love the idea of being able to combine the two i want to practice i could see myself doing telemedicine uh, like opening a telemedicine practice working half the week doing that and then the other half doing content creation i would love to have like a youtube talk show or like a full a blown YouTube channel, I'm making longer form content on TikTok too. Yeah. I mean, TikTok starting to open that, but I'm mm-hmm. really starting to think more about like long form content, getting a team that can help me edit so I can have a life and do I both. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, you know, I edit everything myself and I, it's cause I feel like I trust myself the most, you know, I'm mm-hmm. very like strict on yeah. how I want things to appear, but yeah, I think like, eventually getting a team. Yeah. Would be nice. Which, I've tried to like get a team before, which I'll I I won't comment on right now. But yeah, you you just you just have to like you know, kind of pick and choose what you do. Yeah, your your battles and think like, is it worth it? Like sometimes I'm like, I need to create like higher quality content for my TikTok, but then like there's these other pop culture TikTokers who are not making like high quality production content and they're blowing up. So it's like, is it really that important? Like I don't Mm -hmm. even know. So yeah, what about you? You graduate. Um, okay, so right now I, 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 I have some some offers um going on, but honestly, yeah. I feel like I should maybe like speak about this off camera, but like Yeah, yeah, we take, can like we can. TikTok is TikTok right now. So I might just yeah. keep doing this right now, but with the money coming in, but um I don't know. It definitely gives me like a window to like decide at least. Okay. But anyway, enough about me. But um <laughs> we have a few more questions before I let you go. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the social media side of things because we talked about, like, being a doctor and everything. So being a doctor, you have a lot of knowledge, I feel like, and knowledge is power, and you like to share that with us, and we're so thankful. But I can only imagine how frustrating it would be uh, to see people in your comment section try to correct you um, about medical knowledge who are not even doctors at all because we know people love to be contrarians. We know people love to act like they're the most high and mighty in comment sections. There are those comments are the hardest for me to ignore in my life. So uh, how, how do you deal with commenters like that who are like literally spreading either false information or like calling you out or just wanting to contradict you? I just ignore it is my big thing, especially. So when we both blew up, like grew really quickly on TikTok, it was in the height of COVID. And so the, I, I would see a lot of that kind of stuff in my comments and I just ignore it. Like I don't, I'm not 
getting paid to argue with people in my comments exactly. section about COVID or anything like that. Like, I mean, and it would always create interesting discourse. Like, I don't mind reading them. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, comment sections are comment sections. They're messy. And I used to obsessively read them and obsessively pull my hair out. And it can be hard when people try to contradict you. Like, one person accused me of trying to copy them. Like, he was, like, my first like maybe two after like two months of being on TikTok after one of my first series went like viral viral mm-hmm. and it was literally just me talking about the same it was talking about psych words and that mm-hmm. really bothered me like I was like I didn't copy her like we just talked about a similar subject we talked about it completely differently and like I've just learned like it passes gotta let it go yeah. like she was making a bunch of videos about it and she had more followers than me at the time mm-hmm. and it passes it wasn't even it wasn't another healthcare provider it was someone who works at a psych ward and it's like you just have to let it go. And yeah. it's not a big deal. It's not. It, it really isn't. The internet's just such a small little bubble. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird, though. But yeah. And if people are incorrect, <laughs> if I ever mess up on a fact, like I say the year wrong or something, I will own that. Like I'll delete it and I'll like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's different. I've done that before. But like when it comes to like, you know, oh, the vaccine's a hoax or something, like I just, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to step away. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, you can't even, like, begin to, like, reason with someone who is, like, ready to die in that hill. Like, there's no way, yeah. or, like, words yeah. that you can say to them, especially not in the TikTok comment section. So, no. I think that's definitely the best way to go. But I cannot believe, I can't believe that people, some people would even flatter themselves to think that you would copy them. Like, when people accuse me of that, I'm like, don't flatter yourself. I've never seen your account in my life. Like, that's <laughs> insane that's insane to me that people think I'm, I'm looking to them. Like, that's just crazy that, to, that she thought you were looking to her. And that's like a, a good point that the, the internet is like, like a bubble. And you think like when you're getting these hate comments, like your world is crashing down, like, Oh my God, like everyone is hating on me. But at the same time, like there's so many videos on TikTok. Like I'm just like, no one at the end of the day, like truly cares. Like they, they left that hate comment and then scrolled by and forgot about it in like five seconds. So I think just, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, just don't, like, maximize the problem in your head. Just, like, minimize the problem in your head and, like, don't overthink about it. I feel like it's just, like, the best way to go. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you just said there. Okay, really, like, three more questions. Um, talking about social media hate. We can continue on. You made a video defending Axel Weber because he was getting a lot of hate for people thinking he was, like, a sham. He was a hoax. He was faking his whole TikTok brand but basically what you said in that is that the more you blow up and the more uh successful you get or the more uh exposure you have the more people will look or can go over go on a scavenger hunt you said for reasons to hate yes so which i love (laughs) do you really think that is true that people just want to hate you on social media and how would you i guess that created a lot of discourse i never really commented on it after that but i will just say that yeah i think the more you put yourself out there the more that you are opening the doors for people to not like you and for people to nitpick at you on the internet and try to cancel you over something. And a lot of people had many things to say. I literally just pointed out that Axel, I feel like he really didn't do anything besides start winning and people got mad. No, literally, um, yeah. And yes, yes there's privilege involved, you know, blah, 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 like he's good looking and all of that. But at the end of the day, there was a huge shift. He went from being really humble and relatable. And then when he stopped being as relatable and great things started happening, it's like, we hate you now. So yeah, uh, there's so much I could say. It's like, I, I, I said what I said. 
I'm not sorry. <laughs> like, no, no, no. no, you were absolutely right. And the fact that it was so short too, like that that TikTok you made, you were just like, they'll go on a scavenger hunt to hate you, and then it ended. I was like, what? <laughs> and I think it almost, I think it got like one and a half million views or something. And there yeah. were a lot of videos that made people mad. And I was like, I'm just gonna ignore this completely. Like, and I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, you just like like mic dropped. You're like, I have something to say in ten seconds or less. <laughs> you said it, and it was like perfect. And I feel like most people like agreed with you. They were like, you know what, Doctor Ryan, you're abs- you're absolutely right. So, and if you disagree, and you know what, yes, there is privilege involved in Axel's case. But at the end of the day, like he's not. It, it's just like there are people who become famous all the time. Like I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, his whole situation was, like, tricky because, like, his whole brand was about, like, s- like struggling. And, like, once he's not struggling, people are like, oh, like, we don't like you anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, I have two more questions to ask you. One more. Uh, what do you think is the most important piece of medical information you've shared on TikTok? Like, after you posted it, you feel like, wow, like, I really, like, helped someone or, like, I really, like, made a difference or that was impacting. And I'm so grateful that, like, I have the power to share that knowledge. Oh, wow. Um... I feel like one of my most viral videos at the time was like psych ward designs that just make sense mm-hmm. and talking about mental because we were in like I think a silent mental health crisis and I think that's kind of why it went viral is because um you know just kind of explaining what it's like, like how to take care of your mental health if you're in like just a huge like crisis or something like that like this is what happens when you go to a psych ward I thought that I, I don't know. I feel like that was really helpful because it kind of can apply to a lot of people. Like, you know, 50%, roughly, you know, roughly 50% of the population will have some sort of, you know, face-to-face encounter with mental illness themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that definitely was cool. There's other things I've said, but I think because that one just blew up so much. Yeah. I like yeah. And I also made like a reasons why not to do this drug series i don't know if people really <laughs> listen the jokes were like the comments were just funny yeah but, yeah like stuff like that i kind of like yeah it was like when they try to do dare if to, to us in school and like no one listens to like what what the dare officers say and but I, like i mean I, at least you tried so yeah but yeah, yeah. very pro um, not drugs, but yeah. <laughs> I don't sorry what I said I'm very pro not doing drugs, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is I mean, I, I, I think, like, undoubtedly, like, that is, like, what everyone should be, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so last question. If someone does not follow you, why? Tell them right now why they should follow you. I think to learn about the world and learn about things from a different perspective and to stay up to date with things that are constantly trending and stories that people in general find interesting. I always like to talk about trending su- uh, subjects and applying my medical perspective to it. So, and to stay informed, if you like commentary and discourse about pop culture, like with Patty, you know, it's pretty similar on my page, but a little different. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with his account, you guys. And I feel like, don't be like, I feel like Ryan definitely has like very like, like eloquent language and stuff but like he does it in such like a consumable way like don't be like intimidated by the fact that he's like a doctor like he really makes cool ass content that like everyone can enjoy and you'll find something that you love for sure he posts about such a vast array and he does it so well so you'll definitely learn something you'll definitely be entertained so if you don't follow dr ryan already do so now can you plug all of your ads so they know where to go 
Yeah. So I'm at Dr. Ryan. You can spell it out D-O-C-T-O-R dot Ryan on TikTok. I'm on YouTube as well. You can type in Dr. Ryan MD. That's like the easiest way to find it. I think I have like 17,000 subscribers right now on there. So it may not be the easiest to find because when you type in Dr. Ryan, uh, Ryan the kid comes up. Mm. Uh, the, <laughs> the kid. So you, have to add, you might have to add MD. And then on Instagram, it's dr.ryan. I'm private right now, but I'll probably be public eventually. So, yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm sure you'll accept their request if they do. So yeah, go yeah. look for Ryan at all those uh, ads. And we were about to play a game, but we, we I, I always make a game but don't have time for it because I just like talking to the guests. So anyway, Ryan, I'm so thankful that you came. I learned right. so much. I feel like you're so insightful. And this was like a really fun conversation. So thank you so much. And yeah. yeah thank you. Thanks for listening. No problem. Okay, you guys, uh, thank you for listening to Pop Culture University today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate it five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, tag me, and I will respond to you in the DM so we can get down through it in there. Uh, talk up a storm and um, make sure to follow this podcast to get all the newest episodes. It's your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And I will see you guys on Monday. I love you guys and have the best weekend. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.